Robinson. Care for a rubdown. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very Yeah, g'day rubbers. Welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You are listening to the Magic Round Rubdown, baby. I'm your host, Natty, and with me as always, riding shotgun in the Rubmobile is the stats wizard himself, Walker the Weasel. Hello, mate. Abracadabra, bitches. Let's get involved. Let's get amongst it. Fuck. Coming off a big week, bro. We've been down in Sydney. Or I've been down in Sydney doing the Wire show. We sat in on the Nosebleed show as well. Big fucking day of podcasting Mm. in the blog blog studios. Jesus. I mean, we're kind of big deals. Ask us. We'll tell you. (laughs) Pretty much just set up camp in there. We did. It was a big, big session. It was a fucking long day, man. I'm still still reeling from it. To be honest, <laughs> rattle stations. Yep, I'm gonna tear the scab off one, mate. Wrap oh, lips yeah. around something. I'm on the on the V nose. Well, the Good. VS is Good say. boy, the V mate. Uh, when we're in that room, and I said it to you um, at the bloke bloke in the bar studios, we had 17, 18 years on some of those kids in there. Oh, it was embarrassing. <laughs> I had me, um, I had my Bears jersey on thinking, yeah, like a bit of nostalgia, like might get a few people saying, yeah, up the Bears. I don't think any of them fucking existed the last time the Bears played a football game. What? Why you got a fucking Roosters feeder club jersey? Like, they, they were just like, oh, that's a cute New, uh, New South Wales Cup jersey. Like, um, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, well, we were there. We were there kicking we it were. with the young'uns. It was good to see a Northern Eagles jersey out there. Yeah. Don't you one. fucking... Oh, wash your <laughs> mouth out, son. We do not talk about that team. Oh, I love it. We do not talk about it. I've, I've got a Northern they Eagles did, jersey. They did what a lot of teams couldn't do. I've got was a, absolutely bury North Sydney Bears. I've got a Northern Eagles jersey. I, I, tie, oh, I, I tie the neck up and I collect the dog shit in it. <laughs> use it as a little bit of a bag and just empty it well played yep that's all it's fucking good for uh, even using it for the oil in the car it's that's too good <laughs> that's too good for the Northern Eagles jersey rough rough uh, alright so a little bit of housekeeping here guys again we're going to do the wave wire matchup stats rub down in one but going forward, so round 11 onwards, we will just be doing the matchup stats rubdown on a Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, just because it's getting too hard to get everything out on time. Uh, Walker obviously works a little bit later, gets home um, 6, 6.30. I have a child. Anyone with a child will know that. From the moment they get home from school or daycare or whatever, you don't have any time to yourself until they go to bed. So it's really hard to get everything done um, in time. So what we're going to do instead, we know what we're doing with the matchup stats. We've got everything there on Patreon. We can just roll through that on a Tuesday night. No worries. For the waiver wire stuff, we know that you want that information out as quick as possible so you can read through it, you can study, you can look at the waivers and plan your targets for Tuesday night uh, so you can wake up Wednesday with a raging heart on with all the guys that you've picked and got in your team. 
That's the best morning wood ever, isn't it? You it roll is, over, man. you roll over, and you go, "Yes, got him, got him." How, how did I sneak that from pick <laughs> ten in the fucking? Like, there is not a better feeling. Uh, so, we're going to put out a post on Patreon that's going to be a little bit more in depth than the stuff that we do do on the podcast, obviously because we're rushing through it. So it'll be a post on the Patreon that's going to be to do with teamless. Tuesday, ins and outs, and then also uh, waiver claims, fridge pickups, plug and plays, all that in there. So it'll be a list of names that'll be under the position title, so hooker, and there'll be a list of names. And next to them, we might have high-end claim, low-end claim, plug and play, one-week play, short-term, whatever it might may be, you'll be able to read through and see what we think of these guys on the Patreon. So just another reason to, to get involved in the Patreon. It's going to be on there. It allows us a little bit more time on Tuesdays to do this podcast because, guys, it's a fucking big day for both of us if we try and do everything. And to be honest, it's a lot of work for not a lot, a lot of bang because by the time everything gets out, it's like 9 30, 10, 10 30, 11, and most of you are fucking put your waves in and going to bed anyway. So, is it, is it push and Z's by then? So, yeah. it makes, makes sense to get it out earlier. Um, we can we can probably punch out the um, the waiver stuff at about six o'clock or, or around that sort of um, time frame. And then, yeah, we can jump, you can jump on that. Um, plenty of trades from there. Yeah. And so I will endeavor on Instagram to put out our top waiver team. Uh, so like our top hooker claim, front row forward, to RF, halfback, 5'8", CTW, fullback. So that'll just be a quick glimpse of what we like. But obviously on the Patreon, it'll be more in-depth look of what we like each round on the waivers and free agent pickups and whatnot. So that's how things are going to move going forward. Apologies if that upsets anyone, but fuck, time is precious and I don't have a lot of it. Um, and, but also, you know, we want to use our time to the best of our ability to get information to you guys in a timely manner as well so that you can use it. It's no good us spending an hour and a half on a podcast or doing all the study and then only two, 300 people listen to it because uh, everyone's going to bed. It's a bit of a tough one with a, um, to do a podcast on because of the timing for the Tennis yes. Tuesday. And you just don't have much time to turn around um, a bit of analysis and fucking talking through shit, then release it. Then you come to go listen to it. Yep. Um, it just doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. Hasn't, hasn't worked. It would be good if it went back to the old days where Thursday was waiver, waiver's cleared on Thursday morning because then we could do. Yeah, exactly. We could spread it out a bit. But yeah. Anyway, mm. that's, that's what we're going to do. Uh, so if you want a good look at. Waiver wire stuff uh, coming out of the weekly rub down. Patreon's the place to be to get it. And I mean, if you haven't been convinced of the Patreon yet, please go check out the wire or go check the reel that we put up on Instagram about my fucking Braden Burns play. Woo! And if you don't know about it, yep. I'm about to tell you about it. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Needed, needed a win. An unwinnable game unwinnable game. I had about eight players out. It was never going to happen. Saturday, I was looking at it. I was like, fuck, he slept at the wheel here a little bit. I might be able to make a move here if I pick the right player. And so I had Xavier Savage on my bench. So I had to make a move before the Raiders game on Saturday night and went on the Patreon, our Patreon, looked at our stats, went through everything, did a deep dive, had the fucking pen and paper out the napkin, the fucking red string going from one wall to the other wall. I had it all <laughs> happening, deep dive. And what do I do? 
I picked Braden Burns. He was the name at the end of the tunnel after I went through everything. He was the name that popped up, and I was like, right, I'm just going to blindly follow the stats. Braden Burns comes into my side, scores 106 points. I win the round. Happy days. It doesn't get any better than that when you're talking about what the Patreon is there for. That's exactly how picked you use it, it. Picked it like a dirty nose. Yep. It was. That's it how was you good. use it. That's what it can do. That's where it's what it's there for. Fuck. Yep. Hundos. It was. Um. Look. It was how how to use the sheets. And look, you've, you've posted obviously a video of of how it all happened. And mate, it's yeah, going through the process and all that sort of stuff. The information's there. Um. Like the whole thing with the Patreon. Yes. Everything's all. Um. It's all statistics. So where is giving you the best chance to make the right call? It's not going to work 100% of the time, but it's going to work a lot fucking more than not no study. Yeah, 110%. Uh, so, obviously, yeah, I stole the win. I got 493, 493, wow. 493 in any league. It doesn't matter how, like, shallow league. Yep. It's, it's fucking awful. Yep. I absolutely stole so that win. That that was a week that I had conceded. I was just yeah, looking. You, 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 were, you were giving up early on. Well, I, I was. I was at the gates of Magic Round. I was. Uh, I was ready. Ready for the next round. Round ten. Uh, but yeah, stole that one. Which is that was my favourite win of the year. That was it, fantastic. It be, yeah, yeah, for sure. That was what Supercoach is about. That ticked all the boxes for me. I was hard as a cat's head. That was fan fucking tastic. It was. So, it was. It was really annoying for me because I was sitting next year the whole time um, while it was happening. At the game, burns cut out ball, burns offload, fuck me, burns step tackle break. Burns was in everything. Oh baby, Uh, well he played out of his skin. Literally played into an injury. That's how well he played. Go over rest. No, no, no. He played half the game with that MCL injury, that knee injury. Like he was on one leg. I got a message to him, bro, (laughs) Burnsy. I need you, bros. Get back out there, (laughs) needle it up, strap it up, do whatever the fuck you need to do. The bros need the win. We need your brother to get out there. He, he, he went the big lift for the bros. He, he, he definitely he definitely went to the team before and he said, oh, no, boys, boys, a short Ned Flanders has asked me to go hard. I'm going hard. <laughs> I'm going fucking hard. Ah, good gear. How'd you go, bro? Yeah, I, I, I caught the loss. Like I had a, I had a couple of players out. Boo-hoo. Um, I, I came a lot closer than I was expecting. Um, yeah, I picked the right captain. I did everything I could. Yeah, I was no, even with the the, um, the players on my bench and all that sort of stuff. No matter how I how I strung it together, I wouldn't have got the win. So yeah, it is what it is. We we take the loss and we move on. Your opponent, my old boy, vice captain Moses, and he scored a thousand. So yeah, it was. I knew the writing was on the wall with that one. I needed I needed a couple of hundreds um, before the round ended, and yeah, they just didn't come. Like I I, I had Hopgood as my captain, so I didn't I didn't go shabby with mine. But yeah, it was it was what it was. Yeah, well, you, I've skipped ahead here on the ladder, but I do come up against the Hines owner this weekend, mm, and uh, you come yeah. up against a bit of a soft opponent, so it might be short-lived, so I won't crow too loud. Yeah, well, I know there's, I know that you're crowing on the inside, so that's yeah. all it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro, let's get into this round. We'll go through some injuries first. I'm still alive, but I'm very badly injured. Uh, cheese, neck, uh, he actually went to hospital. He was named. He was named. Yep. Um, but more importantly, uh, Turpin was named on the bench. So yeah, okay. Don't Wonder be surprised watch. if it's a little switch yep. up. Little little switch up. Uh, we had Paul Momorowski get in with a shoulder. 
Uh, Braden Hamlin Ueli MCL. Now, yeah. does that spell yeah. Royce Hunt season? Hello, I was surely. About to say hello. <laughs> Come um, on, baby. Look, the one thing that is in um, Royce Hunt's favour. A lot of the big minutes guys, a lot of their go-to forwards are now injured. So that Rudolph's gone. Obviously, Hamilton's gone. They've got so three back rows on the bench. They got three back rows on the bench. So minutes are going to be quite key for these big fellas um, that are on the field. So yeah, I, I do feel like both him and Kafusi are um, pretty pretty decent options for um, for some pretty good PPM output. Love it, love it, love it, love it. AJ Brimson, another hammy for him. Uh, so he had a three or four weeks off with the last hammy. You would think it would be a little bit longer this time. Obviously, Jaden Campbell comes in for him. Josh Schuster, quad, two to three weeks. Drop drop that cunt. See you later, mate. Pun him. Mm, yep. Uh, Matty Eisenhuth, out with a shoulder. Uh, Isaac Tungo, confirmed, five to six weeks with that peck. So not a full that's, tear. That's that's really lucky for any owners because it doesn't happen often that you get a partial tear. Yes. If it, if it happens, it's usually full-blown and you're looking at 12 weeks. Exactly, exactly. So not bad there. Kurt Mann, abdominal injury. Tom Chester, ACL. Braden Burns talked about his MCL. Uh, and then ones to watch. So Britton Nicora, Nicora. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a little bit ginger after last week's game. Keep an eye on him. Turbo, obviously, keep an eye on him every week. Uh, Brenko Lee hobbled off the field last week. Uh, Eli Katoa with that concussion protocol. Keep an eye on him. JWH, back and neck issues. Uh, I think he actually went to hospital as well, Jay. Um, Ooh, so he, so yeah, he had uh, a few issues, but he's named Chad Townsend. Uh, he was 50-50 to play this round, so keep a close eye on him as well. And obviously, uh, Max the, the King. Old, the old man injury. Yeah. Yep. And Max King, uh, he had uh, rib issues before the game um, and obviously a really short turnaround for the dogs as well, so mm-hmm. he might be a late out. So keep an eye on them. Suspensions. We've got Tyler Sipley, three matches. Brent Naden, three matches. And Jeremiah Nanai, four matches. And that catches us up, bro. Let's, uh, mm-hmm. Should we rub down these games? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, baby. Stats, records, rankings, weather. I know the team. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. I know these players. All you got to do is bet on the win. I know this wonderful game called football. Let's get on with a rub down. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. First up, we've got... So it's Magic oh, Round. Man. Yo. Hold up. Are we, are we... Oh, sorry. Yes. I, I remember how we do this now. Let's Yo. do this. <laughs> you're on? Ah! Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're all caught up. You remember how you do, the, do, do we do these podcasts? Fuck it up. Yeah, baby. Okay, so I thought I'd get the weather out of the, out of the way because it's all, all going to be up there in Brisbane. So we've got Friday. It's going to be a minimum of 14, max of 25, chance of rain 20%, partly cloudy. So... Pretty good. That's probably the worst weather it's going to be all around. Uh, Saturday, perfect weather. Max 26, 10% rain, sunny, light winds, yum, yum, yum. Perfect day of football. Um, And pretty much the same on Sunday as well. Max 27, 10% chance of rain, sunny, light winds. So the Saturday, Sunday day games are just going to be absolutely Mm. fantastic up there. I will most I just, likely I just hope the surface the surface looked like it was getting chewed up like a motherfucker last week. So I just hope that like they've got it properly prepared to have that many games. Yeah, it it all it always is a worry, but fuck, what are you gonna do? It's just what it is, isn't it? 
Yeah, um, I think it's just going to end up being a bit of a sandpit. I will be up there on Sunday, especially for the Roosters game. So if you're around the, the place, just hit me up, DM me on Instagram. And um, if you're around, find out where I am and we'll have a beer, catch up, have a yarn. Uh, well, you'll buy me a beer and um, I'll drink it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the first game. Friday, 6 p.m., Dogs v. Raiders. Uh, ins and outs for this one, book. Yeah, so um, mentioned it before, Brain Burns is out, but a key in, Jacob Kraz. Um, he's back from huge. injury, so that's a huge in. Um, and obviously, Maxi King is um, is in there as well. He's obviously got that carrying that sternum injury. So um, just with anything to do with the ribs and all that sort of stuff, it's really a PPM issue, not necessarily a minutes issue. So it's a pain tolerance thing. So just keep that in mind with him. Don't put the armband on him or anything like that. Um, Oluwapu snags that 14 spot again. Um, so he's he looked very good and he's definitely a waiver claim to pick up. Um, he's just going to grow into that role as the season goes on. Xavier Savage returns. Um so Albert Hoppelati's um, left wing spot has now been taken by Savage. Um, interestingly, said Chris, holding on to the fullback spot. Um, we kind mm. of alluded to that in the um, the wire pod with with Guru that that might be the case. And um, look, Savage has played quite well on the wing. He scored a few tries um, in um, in Resies. Played the last game or two at fullback. So I thought it was I thought that was a bit of the writing on the wall that um, Chevy. Um, might not be preferred, but um, yeah, looks to be said. Chris has done enough in the role to keep it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Which is it's surprising to be honest. I thought Savage would come straight back into this fullback spot, but with Jared Croker being really solid, especially in defence, uh, and Seb Chris the last two three games has looked he's looked really good, fantastic. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, this could be a fantastic move to be honest uh, for the team itself. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of Savage on the wing. I did catch a game um, in Cup where he played wing, scored a try, looked really slick. So one to keep an eye on. Uh, Let's get into waivers for this game. So I'm just going through here with guys under 35%. Jordan Rapiner, he's worth a pickup. Love that. Uh, other than that, there's not a lot here, to be honest. I mean, if Seb Chris is still available out there on waivers, he's definitely worth a pickup. Yeah. I mean, Jake Averillo, he's his average is propped up a fair bit by that 95, but he's he looked really good and Jeez, he's got, got, some toe. He's got, he's got wheels some toe. on him. Fuck. <laughs> Mind you, the great, the immortal Braden Burns will not be feeding him cutout balls very, this week. So. Very, very true. So, so mm. um, yeah, I mean, Carl Oluwapu is definitely one that- um, Worth a stash. I'll be, lock, I'll be locking and loading as a stash. If you can if you can manage a lowish score on the bench, he's definitely one that will help prop up your 5-8 um, your spot. Yep. Um, outside of that, I mean, Jared Croker has been quite solid. Um, he's he scored forty in the first two games, and then uh, forty each of the first two games, and dropped to sixty nine with that try. So, don't mind that as a bit of a play, a um, bit of nostalgia about it. Um, outside of that, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. There's not not too much to get too excited about in this one. No, the only guy that I'd probably waiver for and it wouldn't I wouldn't go out of my way is Jordan Rapana Rapana. Seventy nine yep. on the weekend with a try. He looked he looked good. You know, He's always breaks. a likely type. Yep. He, lo- he loves a line. Yep. He had um 
What did he have here? 16, 17 runs. Yeah, looked good. And against the the Dogs. The one thing that does shock the shit out of me is Matty Tomoko is only owned 47.6% of of leagues. That is is criminal. For a guy who's averaging 60 and and looking the goods as well as an out-and-out strike center, it baffles me, mate. baffles me. And even Sebastian, Sebastian Chris has grown, started to grow into the role. He's averaging 52 and, um, and a half, and he's only owned 40, uh, 40%. Yeah. Yeah, Seb Chris is a, is a really good one because if you look at the last three rounds, he's – was his three-round average is 75, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So looking, it's definitely, definitely one to look at. I tell you what, with Jacob Kraz coming in off that injury, if he underperforms in this game, I would be targeting him in trades and buy yep. him low. Yeah, because a lot of the owners will be feeling the pinch for not having played him for a number of weeks. The gloss of those big scores is, is probably um, a bit of a distant memory as well. So, yeah, a nice, yep. one, nice little target there. Yep. All right, let's get into strengths and weaknesses. So the Dogs leaking the most super coach points in the league. So you go, fuck, fantastic, Raiders, that's amazing. But Raiders are scoring the least amount of points. So... It's like the dogs are leaking them, but can the Raiders score them? That is the question. Both right edge attacks here do have the matchup. Uh, Raiders left defense concede the fifth most. Dogs left defense concede the third most. So I'd be looking at, yeah, like Rapina coming in, um, you're picking him up, plug and play on that right wing. Love that. Jamal Fogarty for a decent game. Um, no, I know that Karaz has come back from injury, but he's got the matchup. Averillo out there as well. Uh, so any of these guys on the right edge uh, could be in for a big one. I think there's going to be a lot of super coach points here just because defense is, yeah, optional. It's Yeah, it's definitely optional. And look, the only the only area of the, the field that seems to be um, not conceding points is um, the Raiders for the back row. Um, oh, the, the pack in the back row, so through the middle. So it's it's definitely one that look if you've got any of the any of the guys in in either of these teams you're obviously starting them um, and you may want to look at a, a VC for someone like a a Karaz or or someone like that for sure. So what are the um, the top matchups and sits for this game? So the the the, the key top matchups um, Paul Omodi has a great matchup. Um, he's probably hasn't he hasn't performed um, based on the um, uh, the 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 calls that they've had about him in the last couple of years, but he's going to grow into the role. I don't. I think he's a he's a plug and play option, but I wouldn't be going out of my way for him. Karaz has a sensational matchup, so he's one of the t- um, the position is a top two scoring position, um, and also there it's a top two defensive weakness for the Raiders. So they're conceding sixty four points per game to right uh, wings. So yeah, it's oh. definitely one to to look at there. And also Seb Chris has a really good matchup. So the, the doggies have been conceding the most points in the league, seventy-eight points per game, to be um, to be clear. Uh, and he's also been scoring at a really good clip. Um, in the, like I mentioned before, seventy-five average in the last, uh, sorry, seventy-two average in the last three games. Definitely someone to look at there. Mm. Um, Jamal Fogarty also has a really good matchup. They've been um, doggies have been conceding the most again to right halves, um, 81 points per game. Um, so Fogarty coming off a try-scoring um, game last week. Look, he could be in for some meat or at least some attacking output um, in the game as well. 
Uh, and the last one is uh, Elliot Whitehead. Um, not entirely Supercoach relevant, but there has been a lot of traffic that they've been letting through on that right to our spot. So, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one because they have switched up the um, the back rowers on the doggy side. So we noticed um, just mid-game that Woodell and Preston have mm. switched sides. So Preston's gone across to the right-hand side and Waddell's come over to the left. Um, Waddell's like, been looking okay. I, I thought um, Preston's got a half decent matchup this round with the um, with the Raiders conceding sixty five points a game, so he's definitely one that I would be playing if you're rotating your two RFs as well. Nice, nice, yeah. And the Dogs obviously uh, a really close game against the Dragons on Sunday. Short turnaround, they could be you know a little bit underdone here. I think the Raiders mm. get the job yeah. done. Talking about some VC options here. Not sexy at all this game, to be honest. When I say there's going to be super coach points, there probably will be really hard to dial down which uh, player is going to get the the vast majority of it. But like you said, Seb Chris, Jamal Fogarty, Jordan Rapiner, Karaz. But I wouldn't be super confident in any of them, to be honest. I think the only the only legitimate captaincy option is Tapanay. Um, and then you're looking at other guys um, just for a bit of upside, maybe like a, a burden, although he doesn't have a really good matchup. Um, Jackie White and can he back up 100, um, 133? Who no. Knows? No. <laughs> no. Who knows? We know. He's only outscored his average by 100 in that game. So, yeah, he's, yeah. he's averaging 35. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's awful. Oh, yeah. God. All right, let's get in the next game. Uh, Friday, 8 eight five oh five p.m. Why do they do that? Why is it 8.05? Anyway, Manly v. Broncos. Mm. Obviously, at Suncorp Stadium as well. Ins and outs for this one, bro. Uh, so, ins and outs, we've got um, one of the key ones, Turbo. He's fucking named. How good. Um, realistically, he could be a laid out, and we could have um, Garrick come across because um, that Viego guy, He's yep. sitting in reserve, so you'd imagine that Garrick, rather than going to centre and all that bullshit, he's been switched back out to the wing. So he'll come in to um, to fill Turbo's spot, and then Vega will come in um, to replace uh, him on the wing. So For sure. That whole experiment's over. So like I mentioned, Brad Parker's back. Cooler is also back, so that's his centre pairing right can there. Of, can of colour, baby. Can Let's of go. back in. Um, so Tupolotu and Harper are the guys to make way there. Um. We saw it last week. So Carl Lawton's obviously in the um, on the bench, and he's been eating into the minutes of Lockie Croker. Mm. And even when Lockie Croker plays big minutes, his output hasn't been the same as last season. So he's like, if he wasn't already a sell or a um, or a trade out, he's an absolute positive trade out, um, Lockie Croker. So he's fucked off. Um, Jerbo, he's also out with the. Um, I can't remember what the injury is, but he is out this week. He's replaced by Kepi at prop. And then um, both Haas and Mam are uh, welcome back. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good one. Um, I think this game's going to be a close one, especially if Turbo plays. I think the Broncos will have the wood on them, though, if Turbo doesn't. Yeah, I honestly think the Broncos might smash them here. Uh, the Broncos have been staunch in defense uh, pretty much all year, well, supercoach points-wise anyway. Um, so I think it could be a tough game for the Eagles. Manly's left D uh, can see the second most. So the Broncos' left, uh, the right, Broncos' right. right attack 
has a really, really decent matchup here. So that could be a nice little sexy play for all the guys out there. Adam Reynolds, Ricky, Staggs, Cobbo. Cobbo especially. When I was doing the stats for the try scoring earlier for the Chase Losses podcast, Cobbo came up again and again. I like him as an ATS. I'll be putting some money on his pretty little head. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm all over the Broncos in this one. But for for waiver wire pickups, Ken Cole is interesting. I do like I do like a bit of Canicola. Um, I do like a bit of Jesse Arthur's um, as a bit of a plug and play. Although they are obviously going to be conceding more points on the on the right, I think the the left is where they they have attacked a bit this season. If they can get it out past Herbie, Canicola obviously went round one, round three, round four, went 46, 47, 44 without a try or a try assist. So that's that's pretty good output. Yep. Um, and for a guy who covers the center wing and fullback spot, could be very valuable. Yeah, fuck jotting his and he's name. Got, he's got down. huge. He's got huge upside. Um, we haven't we haven't seen it that often, but just with the talent that he's got, yeah, he's definitely definitely want to watch out for. I do like that. Yeah, like you said, Jesse Arthur's, but he does nothing else other than score a try. Like he gets, scores a try and he'll get fifty. Yep. Um, that's about it for this game, to be honest. There's not much else here sitting under 35%. Thomas Flegler had a pretty good game, but that was Payne Haas out. Yep. Uh, Jason Saab showing us what he does when he doesn't score a try. Juicy 13. <laughs> so, yeah, let's just um, yeah. let's keep it at Canicola. I love him as a pickup. Uh, I, I just want to see him in open space after a line break from Tommy Turbo because yeah. see you later. The kid's and gone. I, and- and only being owned by twenty two percent, like he's got to be in more teams, especially now that he's back. It's um, it's definitely one that I'll be I'll be looking at. He'll be in my, um, in my waiver claims this week. Love that I'll flexibility with CTW fullback dual oh, eligibility. Huge. That's lovely. Yeah, every I team a, needs a guy like that. Yeah, for sure. And if you're if you're a little bit concerned, so if you're a guy who owns like Ponger or someone like that, he's a perfect little little um crutch for you when um. When Pong is not playing or he comes up against that tough matchup. Correct. Correct. Uh, top matchups and sits for this one, bro. Um, so Manly, sit. Most of the sits are on Manly sit side. Manly. Um, actually, Garrick on the left wing does have a really good matchup. Well, not really good, just a good matchup. Selwyn Cobo, you alluded to it before, has one of the better matchups. Um, obviously, the Broncos haven't been scoring that many down that corridor, but, um, uh, well, it hasn't got outside of... Um, uh, Ricky and Stags, but yeah, they've <laughs> this side have been conceding pretty much seventy points on average the last um, last six weeks. So yeah, it's definitely one that I'll be looking at um, it, for obviously an ATS and um, possibly even a pickup in um, in classic. Mm, yeah, so he's he's obviously dropped a fair bit of coin to start the season, just with a lower average than we'd expect. So. Yeah, I think the signs are, signs are looking good for um, for Colo in the next few rounds. Yeah, love that. Love that, bro. Um, being the second game of the round, so VC heavy, uh, this one. Yeah. Yeah, look, you can VC Payne Haas. He's going to get you about 70 points. That's a real safe VC if you I mean, want to you you go down that route. Just straight captain him. You could as well, there. for sure, yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah, obviously, obviously other VC options are like your um, Adam Reynolds, Reese Walsh. Tommy Turbo, Cobo, yeah, it Cobo, actually is a, a pretty good, a, actually a really good game. I think there's uh, going to be, a, I think there's going to be a bit of points, um, especially for the Broncos, but um, there's potentially points there for Turbo and DC as well. For sure, for sure. 
Um, yeah, all right, well, let's get into the next game. We've got Saturday, 3 p.m., Warriors v. Panthers. Ins and outs here, bro. Uh, so ins and outs, we've got um, not many on this one. So CNK comes back and uh, DWZ shifts back to his favoured right-wing spot, which is good. Tohu Harris, he's been named. So Curran obviously shifts back to the bench to make way for him. Curran season um, is over. Curran, um, yeah. I, I did think that <laughs> we would have Curran. Just a little bit longer. At least another fortnight. Uh, at least. Um, so that hurts. It's a bit of a kick in the dick. Um, James Fisher-Harris makes his return, which is great. Um, I think that's going to give them a lot of solidity through the middle and it's going to be really good for the Panthers. I think this one's going to be a real, real tough battle through the middle, especially if Harris plays. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much a, a steady ship there for the Panthers outside of that. So Toro Peachy looked really good. Um, he obviously scored a try, but um, yeah, I think he's he's definitely making that spot his own for, um, for the season so far. Yeah, one hundred percent. He is uh, worthy of a waiver pickup. He'll be there for the next five, six weeks while Tungo is out. Uh, you would expect he'll get Jewel in round twelve. That'll yep, be the yep. three. So yep. he's he's two RF only at the moment. Yep. So he'll he'll pick pick up CTW for sure. Love that. Bring him in. Panthers left edge uh, will be firing in this game, especially the Warriors leak all their points to mm. left edges. Uh, so love him as a pickup, love him as a pickup play, love him as an ATS as well. Uh, other than him, there's not a lot here that I can see. Warriors obviously have a really terrible matchup against the Panthers. It would be a terrible matchup at any stage, but with the Panthers coming off a loss to the bottom dwellers in the Tigers, you would think the Panthers will be fucking right up for this one. For Magic Round, they'll be... Firing on all cylinders, I'll be humming. Absolutely. They'll want to put Absolutely. the the foot to the throat of the Warriors and put a big score on them. So if you can sit Warriors players, I would, because I don't think there's going to be a lot of points here. I think James Fisher-Harris back into this side is a huge in. Mm. I, that cannot be understated. I think that'll change everything about their attack. I think there'll be so much more space at the back for the halves and obviously the outside men as well. So yeah, huge game for the Panthers. I'd be starting everyone from the Panthers getting on them for ATS is the whole fucking kit and caboodle. I do love uh, Taruva to get one. He has yes. been pretty quiet, yep. but uh, the commandment of taking the left winger against the Warriors is still on and I love it here. Yep. Uh, he, he even shows up for... Um for the potential for pro, uh, super coach points. So, look, both him and Tyron Peachy um, should be getting above 60 uh, this round. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but, yeah, looking at looking at waivers, I mean, it's going to be pretty bare for both teams. Um, look, Tyron Peachy is definitely an option. Um, Murata Niakore is, a, is an option as well. He's getting up towards that 35% own. Um, same with Marcelo Montoya. So he's he's played out of his skin. He's obviously just signed an, an extension to his current deal. So hoping he can maintain that and not just um, rest on his laurels. But yeah, outside of that, because the, both teams have played court well to start the season, I don't think there's really many other options. No, it's I, I think it's Tyrone Peachy or nothing, to be honest. Um, what are the top matchups and sits for this game, bro? All yep. Panthers, so, obviously. So, the, yeah. So, the sits, um, both back rowers for Panthers. Holy are, fuck. Are look sit. at the red on the Warriors side. Yeah. I mean, the Warriors is, yeah. Sit them I was gonna get. I, I was going to get to that. 
Um, Yale actually has a terrible matchup as well. They've only been conceding about 53 points on average the last six games to locks. So they're not really getting much movement through the middle. And even even like the forwards haven't been um, scoring that well against them. So, look, I feel like it might be a bit of an arm wrestle through the middle, but I think, um, yeah, the Panthers are obviously going on top. Dylan Edwards has a really good matchup. Um, the Warriors have been conceding 71 points on average the last six games. And then we've also got Torren Peachy. We alluded to that before. And Sonoria Taruva. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are, those are the key key quality matchups this round. Um, obviously, the sits on the other side of the coin, it's pretty much all across the board for the Warriors. Yep, yep. tough tough game for the Warriors. Uh, yeah, and situationally as well, just not great for mm. them. Uh, VC captain's options. So we're getting close to the middle of the round here, so there will be captaincy options available. Nathan Cleary, obviously, you talked about Ed, Dylan Edwards. Taruva is mm. a VC. Uh, they're probably your big ones. Yo. Not a bad I think captaincy Tate, Tate, option. Tahu Harris and um, probably Fanel Blake uh, to probably safer captaincy options. That means I'd be wary with well. Tahu Harris coming back. Yeah, he knee. might he might have reduced minutes with the knee, yep. and he might not even play. To be fair, so it, it is something that you you have to take with a bit of um, bit of trepidation. Yeah, so trepidation. Fuck me, look out. Woo, that's lovely at this time of night. I love that. Um, Jerome Loy, you know I hate Jerome Loy, but that left edge for Panthers does have the matchup, so you could probably fire him up. Uh, but, yeah, Dill Edwards, Nathan Cleary looking very sexy in this one. Yeah, I, I'd be happy sitting out um Jerome Loy. <laughs> I'll never own him. I, I really won't. It just yeah. – I could. I just could never. And I, I can't, can't even. I can't wait at the end of the season – to grab that hundred dollar bill off Guru and just, just smile so what, 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 what was it? It was Jerome Luai versus um, Cody Walker, was it? No, he said something like fifty eight average or sixty average or something like that, and I was like, yeah, I'll take unders on that, mate, for sure. <laughs> uh, easiest hundred I'll ever make. It's like printing money, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yep, safer than fucking interest in the bank. Let's get into the next game. We've got Saturday, 5.30 p.m. Sharks v. Finns. Ins and outs on this one, bro. So the key key ins and outs. So obviously we spoke about um, Hamlin O'Reilly being out injured. So Rudolph's already injured on the sidelines. So Roycey Hunt, definitely a, a bit of a play in this oh, come one. Come on, Roycey. Um, Britton Nakora, despite having that niggle, he's, he's been named. Um, a big in is Tessie New. So Robert Jennings makes way for him. And then Milf makes his return via the bench. So he was named in the reserve in the extended bench last week. Didn't obviously get a run, but um, yeah, he's def- definitely getting closer and nearing a return. So I think what will eventually happen is he'll replace um, Nikora. Oh, uh, not Nikora. Um, what's his name? I don't know, mate. Fuck You're it. telling the story. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Cody Nikarima. Yeah, so we repla- <laughs> end up replacing Cody Nikarima in, uh, um, in the run-on side, and then Cody Nikarima will become the utility on the bench. So, um, look, we'll get we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, heaps of matchups in this one, so this is a really good one for you, Super Coach. Um, obviously, Especially the, the, the Sharks. Oh my god! Obviously the, the, obviously, the Sharkies have pretty staunch defense, and that that shows up quite heavily. But um, I think both teams have shown a fair bit of grit and attack. Um, and obviously the Sharks a bit more flair and attack as well. 
So Yeah, a couple of things to talk about here for pickups and waiver claims and such. Uh, so you touched on Roycey Hunt. I, I love him as a free agent pickup early uh, Thursday morning. Uh, Wednesday morning, sorry. Uh, Oregon Kafusi as well, uh, another free agent pickup. There'll be minutes there for those big boppers. On the other side of the ball, really interesting with you had Branko Lee limping off the field last weekend and you've got Val Tafare on the reserves. Now, if you don't know who this kid is, he's fucking Mal Meninga reincarnated. He is a big fucking center, wrecking ball. Everyone's got big raps on him. He comes into this side, I guarantee you. He looks like a Coney Harrell clone. Huge. Big boy, just and just loves contact. Uh, he's got super coach points written on his forehead. Uh, I love him as a nice little stash. I think if he gets a start, he's going to keep the spot. It'll be hard to ignore his form. So nice little sneaky stash there for Val. Uh, anyone else here? Connolly Lemuele looked really good in the weekend. He got 120 points or something like that. That was sexy as fuck. Yeah, I think it, I think one thing to um, to take into account, like the the um, the form guide that you the um, that you put in there is the season long. Looking at the um, the six round average, the Sharks have really turned on their defense in the mm. last few rounds, and it's pretty clear, like across the board, it's it's changed from from what you see there, and there's a, there's a couple of reds to pretty much all reds um, against the Dolphins. So I think this one's going to be a lot tougher than the. Um, than the matchup suggests for the, for this one. So if, if you're in the Patreon, have a look at the form guide because this one's a, a very, very, um, very clear Sharkies game. So we have seen how the how the Dolphins do play. They'll match it for 80 minutes. They'll play the full 80. Um, but the Sharks are just too classy to let that bother them. I think they're, they're definitely going to run away with it to a degree, mm-hmm. but then they're never going to be fully, um, fully out-muscled, yep. the Dolphins. For sure, bro. Um, yeah, so on the shark side of the ball, everyone owns sharks' guns. But they are, if you've listened to The Wire, if you've watched The Wire on YouTube, you know that we're big on the sharks for the, the back end of the season and Supercoach final. So they are great targets. Uh, and it's only going to get worse when the sharks play teams like the Dolphins and they put big scores on. They're going to get impossible to try and trade for. So, yeah. yeah. It's 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 a hard one coming off games like this. You've really got to target the, the sharks. Either you're selling someone that's that's on a high, and uh, you can sort of sell on name value and the way they're traveling, or you target a sharks player who's struggling is coming off a poor performance. But yeah, it's hard to see in the future where the sharks have poor performances. No, and that's the difficulty is like the the sharks are, they just look very consistent and. That apart from like a few errors here and there from Nico each game, um, he he backs it up with just quality play outside of that. Yep. So it, it I mean, there's no there's no soft parts in their attack, and they they do play as a really well drilled, well coached team. Hundred, hundred, bro. All right, what's the top matchups and sits for this game? All right, so the top matchups. So Will Kennedy has a top top matchup. So can the Dolphins been conceding eighty four points to? Um, uh, to fullbacks in the last six games. Renato Mozzolo has a decent matchup. Um, not terrible, but um, Sifatalico inside of him has a sensational matchup. Ooh. So in the last six rounds, the Dolphins have been conceding 63 points to left centers. So he's definitely one to fire up if you're doing a bit of a CTW rotation. Um, Jesse Ramin and Katoa are on the other edge. 
do have a decent matchup, not absolutely fantastic. Um, Matty Moylan has another, another really good matchup. Um, top tier matchup here that they concede 76 points per game to left halves. So definitely fire him up if you've got him. Um, and outside of that, I mean, Blake Braley has a really good matchup, um, 73 points on average um, conceded to hookers. And Finucane and, and, and Cam McInnes do have a good matchup, but they share minutes, so less relevant. Everyone in blue. Everyone in blue. Everyone in blue, yeah. There's one decent matchup for Isaiah Katoa on the other side of the ball, but I wouldn't read too much into that. No, no. Um, yeah, for captaincies, obviously, Nico Hines in man, and you're Hot doing that Hines. every every fucking week. You, you're not even changing. You don't even have to move it around. Just yeah. maybe plays think- the first game. Who cares? You yeah. captain him, you get your captain points in the first game. It's, it's not really a worry. No, I think Will, Will Kennedy's a, a decent um, captaincy option. Probably a VC option is a better better play. But we've just seen that he, even with like three tries, he tops out at like nearly a hundred. So yeah, he just does nothing else but score tries. I oh, know. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Blake Braley, I wouldn't be captain him, even with his uh, his matchup. He 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 has a tendency to. Have decent scores, and then it'll drop like a, a mid forties or something. And look, that's you can't have that with a captain. No, no, exactly. Nico or nothing. Love that. All right, let's get in the next game. Uh, Saturday, seven forty-five p.m. Storm v the Bunnies. This is probably the game of the oh, round. Ooh, this, this is going to be a fucking good game. Uh, ins and outs, bro. Uh, so key ins and outs. We've got. Um, so the Storm, an easy one. They're all 1-13. to 13. Uh, The Bunnies have shifted around their starting pack again. Uh, no injuries or anything um, in the starting guys. But, yeah, they, they've just shifted um, Saleh back to starting. They've pushed um, they pushed Arrow and Turgis on the bench. So there's a little bit of ins and outs there. But um, Moale drops off the bench, though, and Liam Knight comes through his first game of the season from that knee injury. So, yeah, welcome him back there, um, big fella. So outside of that, there, there isn't too much movement there. For sure. All right, let's talk about some uh, waiver pickups. Not a lot here. And this game is going to be tough. It's going to be one in the trenches. It's going to be a real arm wrestle. Not a great game for super coach. Um, no. But some guys that I want to talk about as pickups, some free agent guys, Tom Burgess, not a bad pickup. Tavita Totola, both the big boys for the Bunnies. You can put them in. They're going to get you 45 to 50, and that's yep. what you want. Michael Cheekham, still really low ownership at 22.9%. Probably wouldn't spend a top waiver claim on him, but if you can put put him in your CTWs and he's going to get you 45 every single week. He you know, does a job, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, it's good, especially you run in with your four CTWs and mm. your fourth CTW, you don't have to worry about them scoring below 45. That's... That's lovely to have, and then you can just Safety focus. First. Yeah, you can Safety then you can focus first. on the upside for the other three. So I do love that play. Uh, Justin Olam is sitting at thirty eight percent. I think he belongs Even inside. Trent Liora, he's he's only owned by twenty seven percent. He's been punching out a fifty one average, so he's definitely one to look at as well. Yeah, um, obviously not as not as not as sexy, but um, yeah, he's definitely been doing a job. That's for sure. Yeah, 62, 43, 40, 52, 70 in the last four yeah. games. Very nice. Not bad at didn't start, all. Didn't start the season that well. And that's why the ownership's quite low. But, yeah, he's been turning it on the last few rounds. He's so his average is, is quite up. 
Yeah, I do. I do like that. It's a bad matchup. This it's not. It's not one you pick for the matchup. He's more of a um, future future rounds pickup. Yep, for sure. Um, just just looking at Michael Cheekham, I know that his matchup isn't great, but the way that Campbell Graham's going at the moment, there'll be so much video on this bloke that they were they're going to be up in Graham's face, and I just feel like. The players around Graham are gonna have so much space. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Like yeah, I think both um, uh, both Tane Milne and and Cheekham will yeah. have a bit of space to work in. Yeah. Even and to a degree, even um, even Elias. Yeah, hundred so, yeah, percent. I, I do. I do think. Yeah, either one of those guys are a bit of a shout. Mm, very interesting. Very Cheekham interesting. especially because um, over previous seasons and a number of seasons. Bellamy coach teams do concede a bit through the edge back rowers, um, so it's definitely one to um, keep an eye on. So I think I do think that Cheekham's a, a cheeky um, plug and play, um, but yeah, but Cheekham, like you mentioned before, he, he does have those scores, those um, forty-five to fifty point scores, without doing that much. So he's definitely a really good option to have. Mm. Now for the Storm, I don't mind uh, a Remus Smith or, or a Billy Warbrick plug and play. The, the Rabbitohs are glaringly weak on their left edge defense. Mm. So the Storm are a left dominant attacking side, but I'm sure they've done video, enough video to work out that if they attack down the right, they might have a little bit of success. So I don't mind uh, Billy Warbrick as an ATS. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking for a CTW plug and play that you know you think can get a try, I don't mind him just because the Rabbitohs are they lick a lot of points to right attack, so he's not a bad plug and play there as well. Yeah, well, I think one of the um, one of the interesting things is is Nasi seems to be floating a little bit to the right side, um, to the edge edge back row sort of spot, and he's he was taking a few runs. Uh, he might have been drifting on on the left side too, but. Like aiming up against the the smaller blokes out there. So, look, I, as an ATS, putting us in there is not the worst idea either. No, no, exactly. Um, all right, mate. Let's get into the top matchups and sits for this one. All right. So, there's a lot of red in this one. There's only mm. a couple of like good matchups here. So, Remus Smith um, pokes his head up as a decent option with the bunnies conceding 55 points on average. He's not really the output that we're needing from um, from a CTW option, and he hasn't really scored. He hasn't scored any tries this season, so he's not one that I'd recommend as a plug and play. But Harry Grant, big Hazard, has a top matchup. Um, so Bunny's conceding the second most points to a hooker, seventy points per game, and then mm. also he's been scoring at a decent clip. So scoring rank of fourth in the league at at hooker in the last four rounds, been killing it. So, mm. yeah, definite captaincy option. Fucking probably a bit late for a VC option. Or, although, yeah, you probably, probably can still do a VC at this point. Um, on the other side of the ball, uh, Joy Arrow, Totola, Hamisele, and Turgis have a decent matchup. So, if you've got those guys, um, the um, the Storm have been conceding about 56 to 57 points per game last six rounds. And then um, also Jacob Host has a really good matchup as well. Nice, nice. Yeah, like you said, captaincy options in this one. Now, one player that you can just ignore all the stats on is Cam Munster. Uh, he likes well, to get up I, for good games. This is a I good think, game. This is a tough opponent, and he will be fucking right up for this one. 
Yeah, for sure. I think two players that you just put the match up to one side is Cam Munster and Latrell Mitchell. Mm. And I think both of those guys will have the biggest say in this game um, for, uh, for either team. 100% Latrell I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for it because, like, you've got two of the figureheads from State of Origin playing in in like Maroon's Heartland. It's got it is going to be a fucking cracker of a game. I'm I'm fucking excited. Yeah. In all honesty, you just you're captaining your big guns in this one. Uh Munster, Latrell, uh Campbell Graham, fucking put the captaincy on him because if he doesn't score tries, I guarantee you he's setting them up. He's yeah. he's at well, he, that he, stage he, now where he's commanding so much attention that it's putting defenses in a fucking tizzy. They don't know what to oh, yeah. do with him. Oh, no. He's he's absolutely playing out of his skin. So he, his game has gone up to another level. He didn't really get the output in the first half against the Broncos, but my God, he turned it around. He was just involved in everything. Yep. Um, yeah, it was – as a Broncos fan, it was terrible to watch, but look, as a, as a footy fan, it was it was really good to see. Yep. Yeah, he's um, – fuck, he's good. Jesus, he's good. Um, and like we're talking about on the wire, if your grand finals around 26, perfect time to start shopping Campbell Graham around because it's just peak peak selling time for the bunnies. Oh, if you're, if you're a Campbell Graham owner, if you're if, – if, fuck, if you're, if you're a trail owner, like you, you're shopping them around because you'll get – firstly, you'll get fucking epic value – on a guy that you know is not going to play in your grand mm. final. And if you've set yourself up in such a way that you're cruising now, you're top of the league, you're near the top of the league, you're making the finals, you're you're sitting pretty, you're happy. Now's the time to, to bank in and set yourself up for that finals run. That's and it. make sure you don't set yourself, sell yourself short by relying on guys like Campbell Graham, who will be a top scorer for you, relying on guys like, um, like Latrell or like Cody Walker or Cookie, Trade him in. Yep. Trade him in for for a, a, a similar similar model, and fuck. This will be the case for a lot of you. You'll yeah. keep pushing the envelope and going one more game out of him. One more game out of him. He's killing it. One more game out of him. He's killing it. The penny's going to drop though with all the people that you're looking to trade with. It'll be too late. Penny's, the penny's going to drop, and they're going to go. Why the fuck would I want to trade yep. for a guy yep. who's scoring a hundred each game? Is not going to play the grand final. All of Why a sudden, there's an eighty. Average value that you could get on a guy is now a 55 value. Exactly. So yeah. just fucking be warned, people, because I know what you're doing out there. You're going to whip these blokes as much as you can to get as many points out of them as possible. And then you'll put your head We've up. We've all been there. We've and then all you'll, been there. And then you'll put your head up and go, fuck, oh, I just can't. I need to get fucking rid of these blokes. I'm, I'm killing it now. I'm coming first in my league. Finals are coming up. I can't. Oh, you know, I can't afford to not have these guys. I'll try and trade them, and you could ruin your season. Yeah. No. Quite easily. Quite easily. All right, bro. Let's get the next game. Sunday, or one fifty p.m. Tigers v Dragons. Big blockbuster game here. Oh, uh, on the edge of my seat for yep. this one. I, like I said, I'll be up there on Sunday. Might uh, might hit the bar for a bit while this one's on. <laughs> Jump into the pisser. Yeah. Piss. Yep. Ins and outs, bro. What we got. Ah, whoops! I wasn't ready for that one. Uh, so ins and outs. This one's this one's an interesting one because there's been a, a little bit of um, movement uh, for players. So Naden's out injured, obviously, uh, replaced by Tommy Talau. So I'm assuming Talau is a direct replacement for Naden on the left center, but Talau did start the season on the right. So Stafford Tell were shown that he can play either side. 
maybe Talao will come in on the right side. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, big stories with the um, <laughs> with the Dragons. Fucking hell, there's some there's some to go through here. So Lomax has been dropped. So they've dropped their goal kicker, um, which is interesting. They've brought in, um, they've put across Max Figo, um, who replaced him at left center. Michaela Ravalawa makes his um, return, which is good, uh, back on the right sting. And then Jack DeBellin pushed to the front row forward spot. Bird into lock, and then Billy Burns comes into the vacant RF spot. Mm. Um, Musgrave obviously shifts down out of the side. And then um, they have looked better when Bird played lock, um, I thought. So I think it's a better, better position for him to play. But as a Jack DeBellin owner, I don't really like that. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I just feel like he won't get the minutes um, and he'll probably be gassed a bit quicker. But yeah, we'll see. Jaden Sewer makes his return. So he's definitely a pickup if he's floating around in your free agents or anything like that. He'll get a he'll get along at a 50 to 55 clip through throughout the season, no matter how how the dragons are going. So he's a he's a real solid pickup. Now Jaden Sullivan comes in at number 14, replacing Little. So my crystal ball is that um, Mbai kicks well on the field, and then Jaden Sullivan, who's been kicking for um, kicking for Rezies, he'll take the goal kicking while and while he replaces Mbai on the field. Okay. So they'll always have a goal kicker on the field. Yeah. Okay. Because Mbai okay. has has kicked him previously when he was with the doggies, so that's what I think anyway. Okay. Yeah. I don't mind it. Don't mind it. Um, Jesus, what a fucking rabble this dragon it's side is. Dragons, a, Tigers, wow. It's look, it's uh, I, I, I really think that Jaden Sewer is a fucking awesome um plug and play this round. Um through Isaiah Pupley, he and obviously he's defending next to Luke Brooks. Um, they've been conceding seventy-five points to right to RFs. Seventy-five fucking points. So, look, Jaden, oh, I can't say enough about Jaden Sewer. He's, he, he's going to be killing it. Love that. Um, also, Michele Revelawa coming back into this Dragons side. We've seen how well the right winger has been doing for the Dragons. Another good matchup here. Uh, he's worth a pickup. Also, this Jareem Buller, for, if I, I said that right. That, but- first, that first game that he played, like, he got a 38. He played really well, really solid. And then he showed he's got another string to his game. Nice little cutout ball um, out to the for a try. And look, he, he was involved, high involvement, and can play a bit of um, bit of decent footy as well. So he's definitely an option to, to bring in at fullback spot. He's fullback only, though. Yeah, exactly. But the Dragons do concede like 70 points to fullbacks. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice little matchup for him. Your boy, David Nofaluma, probably a nice little plug and play here as well against the yeah. Dragons. Well, and in the last six rounds, the Dragons have been conceding 74 points per game to right wingers. Oh, don't. Don't worry. I know. Hello. I don't, Hello. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So, actually, there's a lot of plug and plays in this game. I just think there's going to be fuck all yeah. defense. It's going to be, a, like I said, it's going to be a dry track, Suncorp. That's why the Tigers were in that game with the Panthers. It was fucking pissing down. It was a shit of a game. Um, you know, obviously, they stood up, but that rain really brought Panthers back to the pack a little bit and evened it up. 
Whereas this one's going to just be an open fucking field. They'll be slinging the ball left right, left to right. There'll be a lot of points here on both sides of the ball. I actually don't know who's going to win, but I think there'll be a fucking bulk shitload of super coach points. Yeah, I do think there are going to be a lot of super coach points on both sides of the ball. Um, I think Nofo is in for a big one. Um, like I mentioned before, I think Jaden Sewer is in for a big one. And um, yeah, I think there's there's going to be a bit a uh, bit of points to be had for um, Jackie Bird as well. Like it, like it. What about the top matchups and sits? So top matchups, kind of alluded to it before with um, Jaden Sewer. Um, Braden Wakeham also has a really good matchup. So the Dragons have been conceding 79 points in the last six games to right halves. So definitely one to um, to look at there. Stafford Tower and Nofo both have really good matchups on the right corridor. Um, Jackie Bird mentioned him before. He's got a really good matchup at lock. And then um, Tautau Amon, Tautau, decent matchup. They've been con- uh, the Tigers have been conceding 72 points on average in the last six games. Hasn't been scoring that well, Tautau, but obviously coming off a of 50 last round, looked half decent. He looks involved. Um, I think with a bit of varied service from dummy half um, with um, Bud Sullivan, Coming off the bench, I think it might lead to different things. I'm not sure. Yeah, Luke right. Brooks actually, Lukey Brooks as well. So, from a super coach perspective, he's actually been scoring half decent all season. Um, not like premium level, but yeah, he's been scoring in the 50s here and there. Yeah, nice. So, I do like Isaiah Papali'i as a captaincy option in this one. I don't mind Benny Hunt. Either they're probably the only two that I would consider whacking the captaincy on. If you if you're in a grand final, would you captain um, Benny Hunt? No, 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 I wouldn't. But that's because <laughs> Ben Hunt doesn't play for me. He obviously, yeah, well, he yeah, obviously yeah. does play for other people. He plays, a, he plays for other people. Yeah. Just, um, just I'm I'm not going to captain him because he scores 11s when I captain him. But I'm sure well, if you captain him, he'll score 70. Yeah, I mean, just like in 2015, you'll drop the ball. Fuck. Jesus, you Broncos fans. I'm still dirty about that. You Broncos fans, wow. Let the bloke live. Let the bloke live. I mean, he's done so much since that day. Yes. <laughs> what, what has he done? What actually? What apart from winning a few series for the um for the Origin? What has he done? That's enough, bro. You win. You win series <laughs> for Origin. Yeah, you hang true. your hat on that, man. Yeah, that that is true. Hang the and boots like, on. Like to, to be honest, like he was one of the deciding factors. Right. Um, yeah. The year the year before last, he was man of the series or something, and then. Last year, fucking made that runaway try, winning it. I mean, it, I'm a hard taskmaster when I'm, um, yeah, deciding him on the basis of his uh, fickle bunch, you so. Broncos fans. Uh, yeah, not fickle. fickle, not fickle. We're very, very direct. Wingy, wingy. I'd say wingy, like real bitchy. I don't know. I think that's that. That's the case for um for you, fucking Bears fans as well. Just, that was poor. That was a poor comeback. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubber. Whatever bounces off me sticks to you. Is that one of those calls? Terrible. You, you're better than that. You're better than that. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> you're better than that. All right, let's get to the next game. Sunday, 4 p.m., Roosters v. Cows. What do we got here, bro? Ins and outs. Oh, I think last year I would have been frothing on this game. This year it's going to be a bit of an eyes glaze over event. So, anyway, 
Momorovsky's out with a bit of a shoulder injury, so he, um, he was really supporting his arm on the way out. So I think he's going to be gone for a few rounds at least. Um, he is replaced by the Mitch Orbison wannabe, Drew Hutchinson, mm. at right center. So very interesting. They didn't choose to ease to go the easy route, put uh, Manu back there. They've chosen, no, fuck you, Semi Walker. You need to prove yourself. It's and obviously- that's a, that- that's a very strong- Strong call. It's obviously Robbo's got a, a period of time in, he, in his head that he wants Sam Walker to sit out for, and it doesn't matter what happens in this side, he's sitting out for that long. I thought it was a bit of a um, bit of a thing where he was um, he was pulled out of the cup game to play 18th man. I thought that was writing was on the wall that he was going to be named this round. Yeah, fuck. I mean, so, if you're Sam Walker, you're going, can't stop using me like a yo-yo, up and down, in and out. What the fuck? Let me play in mm. one team, please. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you mentioned about the issues with cheese and his, um, was it his neck or his mm. back or something? So he's been named to start, but interestingly, Turpin has been named on the bench. So... Yeah, there might be a bit of a switcheroo um, towards the um, towards game time, so keep an eye out for that one. Helam Luki is back from his injury, so he's filling the void of Nanai, who's out suspended. Um, outside of that, there isn't too much to go on about. Um, like Jake Jake Gazowski, um is potentially going to um, to shift uh, to stay on the left side, and Helam Luki might feed directly into the Nanai spot just because Jake's played a few games that on the um on the left side. I'm not entirely sure how that's going to play out. Similar to the um the left and right thing with um Tommy Talao. I'm I'm not sure how that one's going to play out. Heel and Luke is an interesting one because I think he will maintain his spot in this side and Jack will get punted once Nanai comes oh, back. Hun- hundos, hundos. So he yeah, is not yeah. a bad pickup, Lukey, very likely type, big boy Sean Lane-esque when he's close to the line, very hard to I, stop, I can will, score a try. I will say this. Um, put this on the record, sir. Uh, Lucy Lou is um, potentially going to be back in round 13, depending on how his court Ooh. thing goes. So you would have to assume that Lucy Lou figures somewhere in this team, in mm. the starting side. Um, he did play a little bit off the bench last season, but he's too good of a player and he's too much of a strike player to leave out. Yeah, they might rotate him through the middle because they are struggling at the guts at the moment. What a waste. Yeah. What a waste. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they, yeah. they are they are at rattle stations for um, for middle forwards, though, so I can understand it. Mm. Another one to watch here is JWH. He had some issues with his neck and back on the weekend, mm, uh, so yeah. just watch him. If you can rotate him out of your side and play another front row forward, I would. Uh, obviously carrying a lot of niggles, the big fella. Uh, Drew Hutchinson, Hutchinson is not a bad plug and play this week if you need someone in your 5'8 spot. Wouldn't be expecting the world out of him, but fuck, there is just no one available at 5'8 at the moment. We were looking a little bit earlier oh, in one of you. our leagues and and his name come up and it was like, fuck, that's about it, really. You know, you, so, you know you're scraping when that happens. 100%, really tough. Kyle Felt, uh, so one thing about the Roosters is they concede tries to wingers. That's what they do. Outer edges is always getting beat. So Kyle Felt on the right. Cowboys are right dominant side. You've got Corey Allen playing there. He let a try in on the weekend. He let a try in the weekend before, so I don't mind Kyle Felt. It's a plug and play also an ATS. So put mm. that on the record. Other than that, not a lot here uh, in this game. For pickups, what about your... Matchups, bro. 
Uh, so matchup. So Teddy has a pretty good matchup this round. Um, Cowboys have been conceding 74 points on average um, to fullbacks. So he's definitely a captaincy option. He has obviously hasn't performed as well as we'd hope he had. And it, we kind of touched on this in the wire as well uh, a couple of days ago that um, they're playing as a as as a team of champions rather than a champion team. Mm. So a whole lot of individuals and like you got um, Mano trying to do his thing, Teddy trying to do his thing, Suwali trying to do his thing, and it's just not spelling. Um, poetry motion. It, it is a bit stop-start at times, and and they're not really getting the proper results that we'd we'd expect to see from a team of absolute champions from one to seventeen. So yeah, it's um it's a bit of a, a non-event in some circumstances. But guys like Suwali have a really good matchup. Um, Corey Allen has a fantastic matchup on the left wing. So he the Cowboys have been conceding sixty-nine points. Thank you. Mm. Um, to um <laughs> to um to left wings so david can that's actually the most in the league in the last six rounds so definitely one to to look at there um obviously coming up against um Kyle felt Kyle felt habitually will come in and try to take the head off correct man um, so hello to the winger so he'll almost half the time will get found out through that um both JWH, Collins, even Lodge and Tupinol to, to a degree also have good matchups through the middle. Uh, Vic Radley has a good matchup, so they've been conceding 65 points to locks. Both of the edgeback rowers, so Egan Butcher and Nat Butcher, um, uh, they both have fantastic matchups as well. Cowboys are conceding 65 points between the two spots on average, last six rounds. And then Helam Lukey. Um, and Reese Robson both have decent matchups on the other side of the ball. Um, yeah, this is yeah, a good good game for Roosters, isn't it? Uh, it's a really good one. It's yeah. the second best so matchup the of the board. week, really. The Cows conceding the third most Supercoach points of any side. Um, you know, usually you'd see the Roosters' right edge fire up, but I think it's the left that'll get a little bit of a success here. The only thing I worry about with Corey Allen, and this has happened to me in the past when I've taken Daniel Tupu as an ATS, is Joseph Suwali'i doesn't know how to pass right to left. So usually no. when I see the Roosters' left edge having a nice matchup, or even if the right the left wing has a nice matchup, I just automatically look at Joseph Suwali'i because the ball doesn't get passing. Yeah. You might as well look at he plays. He effectively plays as a winger. He, you might as well look at him as the winger because there's yes, no one outside exactly. him. Exactly. So when we talk about Corey Allen, it's probably more like Joey Suwali'i there that's yeah. got the matchup. Um, yeah, but I do like the Roosters here. I think it, they get it done. Cowboys are just they're just struggling to keep their head above water at the moment. It's yeah. um, everyone's underperforming. That. It's it's that that game of the weekend was disgusting. So oh yeah, and one of the key the key things to watch is obviously Chaddy Townsend, the Chad. He's um, struggling with that calf injury, so he yes. might be laid out. And yep. if he is a laid out, oh my god, I'm more, even more in for the for the Roosters in this one. Yep. 100%. Uh, a lot of captaincy options here. You could go Teddy, Suwali'i, Manu. Um, yeah, any of those guys look really good to me. Nat Butcher, maybe, if you want. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like all of those guys to, to go big. And like I said, if you're having a punt on this game, uh, Cole Felt as an anytime try scorer, not a bad shout as well. Yeah. Well, I think a combination Felt and Suwali'i, who's probably going to score mm. past one another. Probably Brewster's win, Felt. 
Suwali'i. There's your same game, Multi. Hello. 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 Okay. All right, let's get into the next game. Sunday, 6.25 p.m. Titans Last v game of the round. Eels. Uh, I'll probably stick around for this one, actually. I think this, this is... This one is going to be an interesting game. Exciting. Limited, um, limited defense. Yep. I'd imagine they're going to be a very excited game. What are the ins and outs here? So this one, there's a little bit in this one. So Brumo's out with a hemi injury again. Um, Jaden Campbell. So if you're a, if you're a Brumo owner and Jaden Campbell is sitting in the waivers, just pick him up. He's a great handcuff option. Um, you should have him already. He should, should already should be already, handcuffed. You should already have him. We've already brought it up earlier in the season. Yep. But yeah, Jaden Campbell is obviously going to be back for a couple of games at fullback. So he he will score quite well. Um, they've been conceding uh, 56 points to fullbacks, so not a fantastic option. But um, look, we've seen the Eels concede a lot of points um, through a lot of positions this season, so don't be surprised there. Uh, Bailey Simonson returns. Um, Sean Russell makes way for him. He shifts to the reserves, so Hayes Dunster safe this week. Um, big, big interesting news. Uh, Andrew Davey has been named mm. at 2RF ahead of both Cardi Party and Maddo. Um, but realistically, Maddo will score no matter where he where he plays in the side. So Maddo's coming off the bench. Scored like a house on fire last um last season from the bench. So do not read into it too much. Hop God retains his lock spot. Um long live the hop god. And I just I, I can't understand. And in watching the games, like you, you can't be having a 33, 34-year-old hooker starting a game uh. against like the big boppers doing all the tough defending. Like the guys, the guys are almost as old as me. Like, mm. <laughs> you, you, surely you put hands in to take the sting out of the game initially. Then you've got the ghoul older head to come in to direct the game in the guts where it's most important. Like I, I I'm, I'm a bit perplexed about how Brad Arthur um, takes up, but anyway. makes sense. Makes, I mean, look, the other one that doesn't make sense, uh, Bryce, Bryce Cartwright has been killing it. All of a sudden, uh, Andrew Davey comes in, replaces yeah. him. Yeah, I mean Andrew, Andrew, unless they think that there's like defensive frailty or something, but that there, there hasn't. I don't. I um, haven't seen it. Yeah, because Andrew Davey is a really good toiler. He he's a really good line runner and all that sort of stuff. He he, he kept. Um, I think he actually kept Lane, Lane yeah. out of the team at Manly while mm-hmm. he was there. Yep. So we, we know that he's he's quite good at what he does. He he spent a little bit of time out at the, the doggies last season, I think. Um, he's really good. He's had a f- fucking horrid run with injuries with his knees and all that. But um, yeah, I, he must be must be absolutely turning up at um, at training because yeah, Cardi's been really good, and even Matto mm. <laughs> has been good on the edge as well. So it was the biggest shock to see the team list for that. For sure. Um, there's a couple of guys that I really like for for claims in this game. Brian Kelly is one of them. Uh, Oof, not only should he be in uh, in teams already, but this game has a fantastic matchup. Uh, the Titans obviously left dominant. The Eels concede most of their points in their right edge, and a lot of their tries are being conceded around that Will Penasini uh, edge back rower. Area, which is what yep. Brian Kelly will be running at, and obviously next to David Fafita, which Dave will suck in defenders, and Brian will have a little bit of space there. So I love Kelly as a plug and play here. Um, and Fafita's been getting a few try assists from that. Yes, um, whereas he wasn't. He he was always just backing himself to to go that little bit further. But 
yeah, he's got that little string to his um, game, which is really good to see. Yep. And the other one, Jaden Campbell, he needs to be picked up. Uh, with Brimo, that other hammy injury, you would think it's going to be five, six weeks out probably um, to try and get that one right. The Titans have a pretty good run. Parramatta, Newcastle, Bulldogs in the next three games. Then they play Bunnings, which is a hard matchup, but then they got the Tigers. So a really good run of games that Jaden Campbell is going to capitalize on. He plays... When he gets the, the minutes at fullback, he plays well and he scores good super coach points. It's one plus one type mass here. So pick him up and get him in your side. Like Wook said, if you are the Brimmer owner, that's a perfect handcuff. You should have already done that. Uh, those two guys are the big ones for me. Not much else here to pick up um, to talk about. No, no. I mean, we've gone we've gone through it. There's, that's it. Yep. Uh, for strengths and weaknesses, Titans have the fifth best matchup of the whole round here against the Eels. We talked about this in the wire. Eels continuing to concede a lot of supercoach points. They're conceding the sixth most supercoach points of all teams. Uh, both left, act, left attack should be on fire in this game. Um, both teams are strong on their left attack and weak on their right defense. So a really good matchup of both sides of the ball. Lots of points. I do like that Jaden Campbell, Brian Kelly, Dave Fafita, uh, edge there for the Titans and obviously for the Eels. You've got Dylan Brown, um, Sean Lane out there, and Mike Sivo. Although Mike Sivo has a tough matchup, Titans don't concede tries to wingers, um, yeah. surprisingly. So... Yeah, really good game. Uh, like I said, it starts going to be very exciting. There's going to be a lot of points here. Uh, what are the top matchups and sits for this game? Uh, so on this one, like there's a lot of matchups all, all across the board. Green, green, um, green, 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 green. Um, some of the key ones. So AKP, so Cam Pereira has a really good matchup. They'll be conceding a lot of uh, second most, uh, sorry, third most points. Uh, to left wingers. Uh, we've also got Wurma Greg and um, Junior Paulo. Junior Paulo hasn't really been having the output this season, so I'm probably not looking at either of those two. But um, what that does say to me is they're conceding through the middle, and that means that Maddo is a really good option. So Maddo for me would be a really good um, captaincy option this week. Um, outside of that, Joe Stimson has a good matchup. <laughs> No. Mm. Um, Dylan Brown has a has a good matchup. So they've been conceding about 55 points on average to um, left halves. So definitely fire him up. At the left center, you got Bailey Simonson um, playing inside of Sevo. So he could get a few offloads and Sevo score a try. So definitely one to look at there. Um, outside of that, you'd almost be playing anyone. Because I do think that there are going to be a lot of points to be scored in this one. Uh, um, the matchup does doesn't suggest that Dave Fafita will have a good one, but he's been playing so well that um, if he isn't scoring the points, it's going to be Brian Kelly outside of him, it's going to be Kieran Foran inside of him, or it's going to be Cambrera on the wing. Mm. I do think I do think that there are going to be bulk points um, scored through that left corridor. Oh, big time. And they're so dominant on that left edge. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, I think it's 45, 46, or 47%, something like that. In the, it was 50% a couple of weeks ago where they were yeah. scoring that many tries down that edge. So they just they're, feed they're, it. They're, they're, they're left dominant, and the defensive matchup of both Hayes Dunster and Panasini versus Brian Kelly and Campera, I know I'd be picking defense and, um, and attacking that. So... Look, it's going to be it's going to be a good one to watch. One hundred. 
Righto. Well, captaincy options here, Dave Fafita, Dylan Brown, yep. Gutho maybe. Um, yeah. He's got, he hasn't got the easiest of matchups. The, um, surprisingly, the Titans have been defending fullback second best in the league, conceding a measly 47 points a game the last six rounds. So, that's so weird because they concede so, so many tri- tries to them. I, oh. think they, I think they concede like 22% of their tries to fullbacks. That's that's outrageous. Yeah, that's weird. It might have been at the very, very start of the season because this is only for the last six rounds. Yeah, okay. Um, that I'm I'm taking that from. But um, I mean, looking at the looking at the season long, they've been conceding on average um, sixty five points a game. So yeah, okay. you can see that you can see the difference between the six round average and the in the season long. It's actually quite significant. Mm, for sure. But yeah, I love I love Dave Feder there as a big captaincy option. He's up like, yep, for a yep. big game, really big game. Uh, all right, let's get into the happy ending. You want? Happy ending? I got a boo Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, oh, oh my God. Fuck yeah. So everybody knows what the happy ending's about. We're uh, going to flip you over. Uh, just whisper sweet nothings into your ear until you <laughs> hand us. Uh, look, we're cheap. We'll take a fiver. Just hand us a pink note and uh, we'll go for gold and finish it off so you leave this podcast feeling... Nice and loosey-goosey. So first up, we'll talk about some waivers. Now, for some of you, uh, you'll be listening to this after waivers have cleared, but I'm recording this video, so I'm going to post this up on Instagram um, so everyone can see it straight away. Um, But here on the podcast, we'll go through it anyway. Not a lot here for Hooker. We did talk about a couple of guys at front row forward position. We had Royce Hunt, Oregon Oregon Confuci at the Sharks with the – Bench looking like they're carrying three edge back rowers. Someone's going to get the minutes there. And if it is Royce Hunt, if he gets five, maybe 10 minutes, it's going to be huge. I love him as a free agent pickup. Two RFs, there's a few guys here that we need to talk about. Tyrone Peachy, really good matchup there on the left for the Panthers up against the right edge of the Tigers. Trent Liero quietly going about his business for the Storm, uh, looking really good. Don't mind him as a pickup. Jaden Sewer has a fantastic matchup, and he's been good all season long, averaging above 50. Love him as a pickup. Healam Lukey for the Cowboys. Uh, We think he'll be uh, maintaining that position for the Cowboys once Nanai's back. But another one there is Luciana Leilua, looking like he'll be back round 13. Uh, Not a bad stash there. Plenty of CTWs jail, here jail, jail to talk about. Jordan Rapiner, uh, Cola, CTW fullback, Jewel, uh, Val Tafare as a stash for the Dolphins, obviously with Branko Lee with a little bit of an injury cloud there in this game. Uh, we've got David Nofaluma, Michaeli Ravalawa, Brian Kelly, all with fantastic matchups, all guys you can pick up under 35% that you can plug and play in this round that will perform well, but also have decent rest of season value. Lastly, fullback, Seb Chris, playing well. Yeah, now yeah. Xavier Savage is back in this side. You need to pick him up. He's got a great matchup against the Dogs. You've got Jareem Buller for the Tigers. Looked really good in the weekend. He's more of a low-end, maybe a free agent pick up there. Jaden Campbell's a huge one. Brimo out for an extended period, probably five weeks, maybe six now, uh, re-injuring that hamstring. Love him. He's got a sexy run of games coming up for the Titans, so he needs to be in size, especially if you're a Brimson owner. Nice little handcuff there. There are your pickups. A lot of them are your low-end claims, probably your big ones, Jaden Campbell. Uh, I do love Kanakoa, 
Cola there, uh, and Tyrone Peach are probably my favourites for this uh, round 10 waivers. Nice. Good work, mate. Yum, I yum, do yum. agree. I agree with all of those. Perfect. All right, now that's done. Let's get into the top starts and sits uh, for round 10. Again, start, sit, that just means really good matchup, poor matchup, guys, that you might want to plug and play for your start or captain or VC. And sits, obviously, meaning if you can possibly sit them, that's fine. But if we're talking about guys like Cam Munster, Turbo, don't sit them, just don't captain them. Uh, All right, so starts. Kiraz, fantastic matchup. Jamal Fogarty, Selwyn Cobbo, Will Kennedy, fantastic matchup. Campbell Graham, yum yum matchup. Isaiah Papali'i, yum yum matchup. Uh, we've got Blake Brownley, uh, Sunia Taruva, Seb Chris, and Dylan Edwards. For sits, we'll go Turbo, Jackson Ford, Ewan Aiken, Jerome Hughes, Micah Sivo, Will Penasini, Val Holmes, John Bateman, Cody Walker, and DWZ. So just have a Ooh. think about those guys. Tough matchups for all of them. For your VC options in the first four games of the round, Fogarty, Chris, uh, Rapana, maybe, Cobo, Reynolds, definitely Walsh. Uh, Walshy, yeah. Taruva, Nathan Cleary, Hines, Kennedy, all those guys. Pass. Yes. Um, all of them worth the VC. Uh, on the other side of the halfway mark, if you can, Captain Hines, please do. Yum, yum. Campbell Graham, Harry Grant, Isaiah Papali'i, David Fafita, and Dylan Brown. We do like those guys. Yeah. All right. Yep, yep. Let's get into some questions, bro, from the Patreons. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. All right. So this one's a a DM. They've asked us to order these uh, waivers. So Carl Oluwapu, Brian Kelly, Mm -hmm. Sebastian Chris, Mm -hmm. Connolly Lemelu, Mm -hmm. and Jerome Buller. I would go... Fuck, I'd nearly go Seb Chris first. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Uh, Brian Kelly second. Yep. Brian Kelly's been killing it. I like like Brian. And the thing is, guys, you need to have CTWs in your side that are playing in teams on their dominant attacking edge. Brian Kelly, left edge for the Titans. That's where it's at. Mm. Uh, what were the other ones? Yeah, Connolly uh, three. Carl Oluwapu, Connolly Lumalu, and that Buller kid from um, from the Tigers. Um, maybe Buller last and Carl second last. Just yep. a stash for yep. Carl. I think uh, I think for for mine, I would have gone Chris Chris Kelly and then Oluwapu. Um, I just think that Oluwapu he, he ticks a lot of the boxes. Just he looked with, good, um, didn't he? He looked real good, and he had good base. It did not look out of place at all. No. And I think that's the key thing is um, I, I just feel like it's only a matter of time before he picks up that starting spot. And then uh, Reynolds just plays through the middle a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I I, think, I, I I agree pretty much with what, what you said. So mm-hmm. we'll move on from there. So Con has asked us, rank these three CTWs. CNK, Philip Sammy, and Sebastian Chris. Sebi. Yeah, I mean, like the, the the answer for this would have varied significantly, like a, a couple a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yep, Seb Chris at the top, 
it's a tough one between Sankey and Sammy. Like Sankey's had his injuries this season so far, so but he's also dual position, um, and Sammy's playing for the non-dominant side, but he just has a knack of scoring tries. Yeah, for sure. What, what 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 do you think between CNK and Sammy? Oh God, it's a tough one because Sammy, um, he always turns up no matter if he's playing wings or whatever. They those two are just guys that are dependent upon matchups that you can rotate, just pick up free agent. I can't imagine that they'd be, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I wouldn't be wouldn't be breaking my side to get him in. Yeah, I'm gonna pick a hill to die, and I'm gonna say CNK and then Sammy. All right, next one. Uh, next one I've picked is... Uh, so, Mark's asked us, Savage or Cooler as a long-term fullback until Puppy is back? It's a two-parter, this one. Let's go. Savage. Savage or Cooler as the long-term fullback until Puppy is back? Uh, look, the Raiders have a much better strength of schedule from here on out for the rest of the year than Manly so Manly have a terrible strength of schedule through the finals mm. um, and obviously you have, have um, yeah have a tough one leading into it as well so yeah I mean we did speak about Cooler a little bit earlier and look he's definitely one that um, he'll score you points irrespective of how the team goes so he is good for that 45 points or so without any attacking stats yeah, in the attacking stats, which based on his talent are there, I think he's a, he's a real solid option. Yeah, for um, sure. Just just playing the long game, expecting Puppy to be back around uh, about round twenty or so. That's what that's my play. If Savage is going to be kept on the wing, his output is not going to be anywhere near what it was at fullback. So I think he might be scoring something similar to what we saw with um, Hopewadi. So I, I would be going cooler personally. Your, your your team Savage? I think so, but fuck, it's close. It really is. Yeah. I mean, Savage at fullback? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, obviously. But, yeah, it's um it's a tough one to go past Cooler on this one, just for the um the safety net that you got with his scoring. Um, second part of the question is Sua or Satili Tupanua uh, for Tour F bench option? Sua. Jaden Sua in a heartbeat, yep. my friend. Yeah. Um, awesome matchup this week. If he's if he's available on waivers, pick him up. Uh, next one, um, David's asked us. He owns Fafita, Garrick, and Burton. He can trade for Mad Dog, Cam Murray, and Lomax. Um, is he giving up too much here? Um, so his other CTWs are Taruva, Alex Johnston, and Oates. So he's got some coverage there. Fullback is is turbo, so he'd be giving up the turbo Garrick stack, but Mad Dog at five eight gets him excited. Mm. And, and so Mel- his his draft his finals are around twenty three to twenty five, um, so he doesn't have to navigate the um, uh, navigate the Cam Murray uh, buy in round twenty six issue, and he's another week away from the fin- like the final game of the season, so the chance of Mad Dog getting rested is very low. Um, the t- he said that his team's relatively stacked elsewhere and he's top of the ladder, so he's just focusing on the finals. Yeah, I do like Mad Dog. He'll be fucking firing on all cylinders at that time of the year. They mm. do play the Panthers in round 23, but then they end the season in round 24. Canberra around 25. Dragons. 
that Dragons game, that, that'd just be like, mm. oh, that's like crap. I do like it. Get mad, dog. Yeah. I mean, he has given up like Dave Fafita and Garrick and Burton. Mm. To get Mad Dog and Cam Munster effectively because Lomax is um is not playing. It's a real tough one. I would I, I would I would say that that is if it was if you're giving up for Feeder and Garrick, yes. Yeah, maybe maybe cut it down a bit. See if you can get it back. Yeah, forget forget Lomax out of this trade and forget Burton, and I'd do it. Mm. Um, because I, I I do think that that's a real good outcome. Um, and I think Cam Murray's underperformed where we know that he can for um, the season so far. So I think he'll come home with a little bit of a wet sail as well. For sure. All right. So next one, we have Nico Hindsight has has asked us, um, should I trade Teddy for Meany? That's a very interesting one. Um, I know Teddy's run home is juicy, but a goal-kicking fullback from Melbourne in good form is hard to pass up. Um, other options to have at fullback are Brumo, Chris, and Cooler. I like Teddy. I, I really do. And I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be steering I wouldn't be going away from Teddy if I'm if I'm honest. Like no. he's underperformed, but I, I do think that as a whole, all all of the roosters have underperformed from where we we really expect them to go, apart from maybe Jackson Paulo. Yeah, and I don't know if everyone saw that interview with Pappenhausen uh, after the Sunday game. Uh, so Sunday night with Matty Johns, he was on there and he was talking about his rehab and he obviously he was like, look, I wish I had an answer. But what he talked about was he needed his bad leg you know, with the kneecap to get below 10%. And I was listening to uh, Brian Sandy on the NRL Physio Magic Sponge podcast. And he was talking about that being a strength issue with that leg. So obviously with the injury, uh, the quadricep, calf, everything like that is obviously a little bit weaker and he needs to strengthen that leg up. And once, it's, once the discrepancy between the two legs is below 10%, then he's good to go. So it's actually not as negative as what people think that, uh, that interview, it actually sounds pretty promising. And I think giving up Teddy for someone that could possibly be paying wing, I don't know. I don't like it. Or or not at all. Mm. There's, a, there's a world where, look, Warbrick hasn't, hasn't performed poorly at all. Mm. And I think he offers more getting out of trouble. Yeah, that's true. Than Meany, Meany does because he's a bigger body and all that sort of stuff. I, I do think that they would choose to have, and they have shown it in the past, to have a bigger bigger wing combination mm. than a smaller guy. Yep. Yeah, so look, it, I, it could happen. I, 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 and we saw, we've seen it at parts of, I think it was last season, the season before, Meany was left right out. Yep. So I, I, like, if I'm a Meany owner, I'm very concerned and I'm shopping him right now. So I I, I would not I would not do that trade at all. Mm. I would keep Teddy. Have to. I would I would look for the run home. I think his scores will improve. Um yeah, I I, I wouldn't be looking at that at all. Yep. All right. Next one. Maddie has asked us who are the best stashes and in what order would you want them? He's listed out a few. Okay. So Lucy Lou. Mm-hmm. Luciano Le Lua, Billy Kicks, mm-hmm. and Luke Thompson, as okay. they are some that come to mind. But he he's sure that there are others. I mean, other other stashes, um, like a lot of the guys, those, those stashes are only if people have obviously dropped them. 
um, guys like Tomalolo and other ones like Tungo and all that sort of stuff that um, they're obviously longer term injuries. A lot of the time they don't ever make it to waivers or make it um, make it as a as a pickup. But um, I think out of those, the the obvious one is Lucy Lou. Mm. Uh, he's going to be potentially back in the next few rounds, like we mentioned earlier. But um, Luke Thompson's apparently coming back a little bit quicker than expected too. So his round 16 return might end up being somewhere in the order of like round 14. Mm. So something to keep an eye on, just um, keep, your, um, keep your finger on the pulse with it. But Billy Kicks, um, he'll be back a little bit later. So I think it's about around 22 return or something like that. So he's probably one that is well down the pecking order for me. Yeah, the 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 way I'd rate those is Thompson one, Lucy two, kick three. Yeah, I mean we don't have we don't have like any confirmation that Lucy Lou, when all their back rowers are fit, that he actually has a starting spot. A lot of mouths to feed there once he gets. Back. When he came when he came when he came in last season, he was off the bench for a lot of the a lot of the games. Mm-hmm. So. It could be something that he'll be used as an impact player, and he would be used quite effectively in that role, I think. So, sharing a bit of time with either Hanlon Lukey or through the middle. So, yeah, I I think that Thompson is probably the pick of the bunch there. I think so, mate. Yep, uh, big dog's got to eat. Um, he's asked us, oh, big "Hey dog. fellas, uh, keep the potty pumping." We will champion. Um, <laughs> I have a few stashes in my team and it's starting to become problematic. I'm sure you can relate to this, Natty. Um, with with putting 13 on the paddock, um, what are your thoughts on the below three? So in terms in terms of hold versus dump for each of the each of these players. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, Kenny Mamalo. So he's playing Queen um, Q Cup. He like I don't I don't see him as being any danger of breaking through. I think the Dump. the back line has been playing so well yep. um, that look that and like shops being kept out of the team as well. Yeah, there is no fucking way that Kenny Mamalo will be will be breaking into that side barring injury. Yeah. Okay. Next one, Luke Thompson. So he's he's still um, is he still coming back out of schedule? So all accounts um, that is the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not as quick as you'd hope, but um, yeah, I think he he's a hold. What do you think? Yeah, I think hold him for sure. Uh, I, I don't mind him to come back uh, and play pretty good minutes. The the middle there for the dogs is fucking woeful. I, I think he'll kill it. Yeah. Um, and Jazz Tavanga. So it looks like a short-term injury, but again, a lot of mouths to feed mm. in, the, in the Warriors pack and um, and the back row. So... Look, I I would say out of those, I would only be keeping Luke Thompson. And if the opportunity arises to um, to trade on Kenny Mamalo and then to Vega, you jump at it. Yep, I like that. Yep. Okay. Uh, next one is Hudzo. Hudzo's asked us: um, Dylan Edwards or uh, sorry, Dylan Edwards or Teddy for rest of season value. Mm. I just both love- have really both have both have what's that? I just love Teddy's um, strength of schedule. Yeah, I finals. mean both of them both of them have really good strength of schedules through the finals. Um, Roosters have a little bit better, but look, Dylan Edwards has just been turning up each game. He's been scoring well. He's obviously topped the ton a couple of times. Um, Teddy, he, he hasn't had that electric game 
like a number of games that we've seen from him in the past. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I mean, Hudzo's asked, um, like he's stacked with um, Teddy and Dillard Woods and Brimson as his 5-8 with um, fullback Jill. So he is, he's absolutely stacked with fullback options. Mm. And his CTWs are Manu, Stephen Crichton, and Kelly, Lemelou, and Oates. That and he only needs to start three. Jesus, what's he in it like? Um, four four man league. It, it might be a two man league, but look at that team. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, uh, I think one of the things that he could do, and like Manu is coming into a five eight duel um, in round twelve, most likely. Um, you can start to shop around someone like a Brimson um, because, yeah, you could shift Manu into your 5'8 spot and happy days from there. Yeah, I do like that. That is yeah. nice. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, he's he's obviously trying to gauge who does he keep out of Teddy and Dill Edwards. Your team, Teddy. Yep. I'm going to be honest. I think, I think I'm team team Dill back, um, Dill Edwards. Mm, it's so, close. It's a close one, though. Um, I think that we we know that the ceiling is higher for Teddy, um, but also I'm not 100% whether just with where the team is as a whole and where Teddy is in his career, I don't know whether he's still got that high octane footy man. Yeah, I'm backing the Roosters to, to sort of turn things around like they did last year. Eventually, mm-hmm. Walker will come back in the side. They'll start playing more direct footy. Teddy will go back to his old ways of his floating around and he'll be, you know, He'll be back to his maybe not his best, but like you said, they've got to chase that ceiling. I'm all about the ceiling, guys, and and he's yeah. got it. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, the game has changed. The game has changed. Mm. Um, look, you you talked me around, Teddy. Teddy for the win. <laughs> it's when you said as soon as you said ceiling, you had me. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Jay has asked us, which would you drop if you had to choose? So, um, so two injured and one um, uh, one starting. CTW. So Tomoko, mm-hmm. Tupu, mm-hmm. Corey Oates. Drop Tupu. Yep. Yeah. Um, I look, I mean it, it's a it's a tough one. Like if Suali doesn't if Suali is is not the inside center for him, you're picking Corey Oates. Yeah. Um, but he's he's playing outside he, when he's fit, he's playing outside of a guy who never passes, never, never even considers passing. He's a glory hog. So, yeah, you're keeping Tom- Tomoko like season long. He's, he's averaging like 60. He's looking good as a strike center. There's no way you're trading him. Yeah. No way. All right. Next one, Benny has asked, um, I have Campbell Graham. He is my only rabbit. Um, but who would be the trade targets for him? And can I get a two for one for him? Oh, well... I mean, I think as a, 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 how long is a piece like a, of string? For for CTWs, you could totally get a two for one. Yeah, for, for sure. The, for the right for the right CTWs, for sure. I would be starting with sh- one of the Sharks wingers because I, I think you could get you could. I, I would go for this if you could get a stack of like a Talakai with maybe Mulatalo, mm. um, or may or even. Even on the other side, a Ramian and uh, to a lesser degree, a Ramian and a Katoa. Uh, that's not even worth. That's not even worth Campbell Graham, to be honest. 
Yeah, you could you could stack Joey Manu with someone with yeah. Kevin Graham. Do you yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, for sure, for sure. You could get Joey Manu plus someone at the moment mm. with Campbell Graham. I, the thing is, like, and Joey, and Joey Manu are about to walk into a five-eight um, dual position. Yep. And the thing is, it's really hard to answer a question like that because it you've got to dip your toe in. You've got to go out there, start shopping, put these together. I mean. Every week we go on about strength of schedule, guys that we like, guys that we like to pick up. You know who we like. Mm. Have a look at the strength of schedule on the Patreon and start targeting those. And also target guys that are a little bit lower on the table that would just froth City over Campbell Graham or maybe a South fan, something like that. Target the week, start shopping and start seeing what you can get. Yeah, you've got to do you got to do your research on your league. So you look at the you don't look at necessarily the target players. You look at the target teams that you're uh, going to be trading with. Yeah. Um. Look at and try to ta- target the person as well because you've got to have an understanding of who you, who you're trading with and what they're going to um to respond to. Mm-hmm. So you've got your man, your old man nailed down like a. But yep. you wouldn't believe rage, rage you, know, trade. You, you know exactly what he's going to be doing. So mm-hmm. as soon as you see one of his players go shit, you slide into his DMs and you say, oh, would you want would you want this uh, Tomoko for um for Manu? And he's and this is after Manu drops like a 20. He's got he's he's all about it. He'll, he'll fucking rage trade him straight away. Then Manu goes on to score like 70 for the rest of the season. Yep. And also this uh, is the fun part about draft. It's like you work and you play the man. It's the- genuinely, it, it is genuinely fly fishing. Yep. Play the man, it, not the, the ball. The best, the best analogy. You are, yep. you are literally just throwing, casting your line out. See what, see what lands. You, you might go to a better spot, like a better team. You just got to throw a few trade trade options out there to yep. them. That, the last thing you want us to do is tell you exactly what to do here. That ruins all the fun. Get out there, work your magic. And just slut yourself out there. Well, I mean, it's not even that. Like we're given, we're given a, a, a peek through the keyhole about five meters away from the keyhole. We can't. How are we supposed to say what um what trade targets there'll be? So, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like there's a, there's a bunch of trade targets it. out there. It's um, but it all it all comes down to who you're trading with. Have a look at the um, have a look at the key guys down the bottom of the league. The guys who need the wins, um, they're the guys who are going to care less about bringing in a bunny. Um, for your for your round twenty six grand final, and yep. they're the ones that you need to be looking at. Okay, what what sort of what sort of a combination of um, of guys can I get out of this? So, boom. Uh, next one, Anthony Tones. Tones has asked us: um, Is it worth trading Marju out for Panasini, noting the strength of schedule for the next eight weeks? I do like Panasini. Panasini has been playing out of his skin. Mm. Um, obviously not in defense. <laughs> obviously not in defense. No. But in attack, he's been playing out of his skin. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably do that. If you need to string some wins together and you're looking at that mm. strength of schedule specifically over the next eight rounds, I would definitely do it because they will go on a run now, the Paramount Eels. Yeah, for sure. Yep, I agree. Um, and that's that's all she wrote. Now, there's a number of other questions. I'll, I'll answer those separately, but yeah, nice one. Nice, bro. Fuck, big one. Another two-hour pod. Remember, guys, next week, going to be a little bit different. 
Waivers are going to be all on the Patreon. We're going to put a post up specifically just for waivers. It's going to have your TLT information in there as well. Just a nice Tuesday afternoon package for you to read before you put your claims in. Going to be very sexy because we're just good like that. We're just good lads just providing fantastic info. Just just top lines. The best. We're the fucking best. Uh, best All right. Jesus, let's get out of here. What a struggle. <laughs> what a struggle. I'm uh, flat as I'm flat as fuck. Alright, that's the final sign, rubbers. Make sure you go follow us on all the socials. Don't be a dog. Uh, and look, remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. This is better than those things. You're damn right, Wooker. Catch us next round on the weekly rubdown. Peace. You can take me down. Get that India. Catch up.